if it were in a film, right, then you would think it was overwritten. Mm. If 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 what if what he's fucking doing now with the actions of some kind of villain in, in like a Bond film or or you know some other sort of movie, it, 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 you would think oh, that's a bit of a caricature, isn't it? That's <laughs> not really sort of it's not particularly broadly written. It's a little bit yeah, fucking. People on the are nose. not like this. People have more dimensions, more layers. Exactly than this. that. Yeah, it's a little bit cartoon. It's like, all he's missing is a mustache to twirl. It's a little bit. But but the thing is that it actually is real and it actually is something that he's fucking doing. Yeah. I mean, I've never I've never been a fan of the term evil, right? Mm, it's mm-hmm. I find it reductive and it's a little bit kind of like a broad. It's a it's a broad term that that you know it it doesn't have much in the way of nuance. Sure. Yeah. But I, I I'm struggling to think of another word to describe what is what this fucker is doing man in the last in the last in the dying days of his presidency it's insane yeah it is honestly yeah it is a strange place that we're in right now with this Mm. sudden spate of rushed executions Mm -hmm. um and it feels vindictive in a broad way in an untargeted way in a just to just because they can yeah. sort of way and that is that's jarring it's very jarring to to have it, it how do you use anything but evil because that's exactly that kind of like you said there's it's it feels like a caricature like this is a thing that if someone did it in a movie okay they have you know a few weeks left of their you know term and they're just going to murder people yep. just, just because they can as quickly You'd be as like, possible on the way okay. out it is it is petulant it is you know, punching down in the most obnoxious fucking way at yeah. in on an individual on a macro fucking level at somebody right. you know at people with literally no means of defense, right? And making sure, you know, making sure that the legacy you fucking leave behind is one who caused suffering, suffering simply because you can, simply because you can. And it feels, you know, when it came to everything with with COVID and all that, and, and it just, there was a part of you that you could say um, it was neglect. Right? Mm. It was just being neglectful of this, just not caring enough, things like or that. Or ineptitude, you know? Yeah, ineptitude. Mo- to be charitable. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, and then when it comes to something like this, then you realize the cruelty is the point, right? The, mm. the, the, the death, the destruction, the vindictiveness, it, it, it is the point. Yeah. of this entire thing and I always I mean I feel like maybe it's partly because I'm talking to you all the time now mm. that I am extremely aware of how this must look yeah um, and I remember oh. when I was in um, in college I went to Northern Ireland um, with a group and we were in like a religious education class uh, in a high school we were doing a game where it was sort of like separate the room based on um, various yeah. things. Like, so you start with things that are like, oh, who has blue eyes, who has brown eyes, things like that, mm-hmm. and build up towards like beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it got to capital punishment mm-hmm. as one of them, and that it was me and my friend Josh and like two other Americans and all of the Northern Irish kids 
on the anti side of the room and then all Americans and no Northern Irish kids mm. on the pro side of the room. So you've got like these like 12 Americans who are like, yeah, no, we're totally for this. Mm. And so just on like a basic level of the fact that this barbaric practice exists, mm. um, and we've talked about that before, I'm very much aware of the fact that from the outside, uh, this is unfathomable on its face. Well, now add in this particular moment and what's going on. Yeah. And I can't help but just think we must look like the absolute just most barbaric country. Well, I mean, you, you, straight away you can take the we out of it, right? Because <clears throat> anyone observing this is under absolutely no doubt that it's the actions of one f absolute fucking prick, right? Or an administration of yeah, 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 certainly, you know, certainly. Bill Barr and all that stuff. Yep. You know? Um, but, but I mean, you know, when you read about the 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 precedents that that this breaks and violates. You know, I had no I had no idea until I read this a little bit earlier on, but th this flies in, in the face of our 130 fucking year tradition of cessation of executions while there's a change of administration. Right. Not 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 this time. You know what I mean? The no. guy quick, let's fucking get as many people killed as we can on the way out, please. The right. first fucking guy. Have you read about the first one to, to die this week? It's horrifying. It's an absolutely horrifying situation. He was a teenager. Uh, his the wit or the witnesses. They're the witness recanted right that they'd even like seen him oh. do what was he was accused of. The jury petitioned, and half of them said that they no longer felt that the death penalty was appropriate for this case. Uh, he was an absolute model prisoner. He was incredibly, you know, sorry for what he had been a part of. Yep just seems um, like he was a great person. And was the youngest offender to be executed by a federal government in 70 fucking years. Yeah. It's... so. And then the second one mm. um, is an uh, intellectually disabled oh, person. Oh my fucking yeah. God. It's really... It's so, so cruel on its face to really pick these extremely vulnerable... Um, I mean, it's exactly what is wrong. It's exactly why we should all be mm. against capital punishment in the mm. first place, is that people like this, these are not the worst criminals who are being executed. It's not the people who did the worst things. It's mm. not the most um, unrehabilitatable. Uh, uh, what that, hey, that's the one. Beyond rehabilitation. Unrehabilitatable. Yeah, it's... Unrehabilitatable. Yeah, Eight fucking syllables. Amazing. Yeah, try that one in Scrabble. Yeah. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It's that's like not who we're looking at here. We're looking at uh, people who are disabled, people who just couldn't afford a good defense, people whose juries were prejudiced against them because they were black. Things people like who've that. learned and repented people and who've fucking learned. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who've become functioning members of society who help people. Mm. What's the point of that? What is the point? Yeah, yeah. Other than to leave a fucking a legacy of cruelty. Um. And it, it occurs, it, wait, back in kind of the start of his presidency, right, I read, uh, apparently, the guy is a low-key, a big advocate of fucking nuclear war, right? Um, cool. I don't know if you've read this, but in lots of different interviews, some as far back as like 20, 25 years ago, way before he even got within a fucking sniff of power, 
Yeah. People just drop these cavalier fucking nuggets into 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 interviews. But yeah, well maybe maybe nuclear war would be something we should consider. And it's 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 a view that he's held <laughs> like throughout yeah throughout his life. It's right. one of his the fucking bees in his bonnet. So yeah. you know perfectly, he's a guy who's obviously thought about suffering, inflicting and 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 condoning suffering on a global scale. Right. During the pandemic, his cavalier fucking nonchalance towards the COVID pandemic in his own nation indicates right. how comfortable he is, you know, with, with suffering on a national scale. And now mm-hmm. in the final days of his fucking tomb, when he could just play fucking golf, slope off and fucking die quietly out right. of the public eye. Nope. He's, he's intent on fucking killing people, literally individuals on his way out the fucking door. Globally, nationally, and on an individual level, this is comfortable with inflicting suffering on people. What an absolute yeah. cunt. And I'm sorry about the fucking language there. Nope. I've not used that one on the cast before, but... You have not, no. But it's hell. appropriate. I mean, it's honestly, it it really is. And I think that's the thing, is like I was saying, when it is on kind of a massive level, you make excuses for it. Mm. You can think about it's hard for people to individualize Mm. something like COVID. Yes. This is part of the reason why like still, you know, there's still people who don't know anybody who has gotten it or who has died from it or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the sheer number, I mean, the idea that we're having a 9-11 every single day. Pearl Harbor every day. Still, what's that? Pearl Harbor too. Right. Fucking nuts. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of death every day. And that we are not crushed under the weight of that. Mm. You know, it's we. It's hard for us to personalize mass death. Mm. When you see something targeted mm. like this, it stops. You stop being able to be like, he just can't. He just doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a mass yeah, yeah. level. It's it's now it's personal. You know, and it, it, I don't know who he's trying to get back. If it's kind of just like. It, it is. It's some. It's a character where, like, you have a mad king yep. who yes. gets yes. you know Ranting angry in his because final someone days. yeah 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 right and gets angry because something didn't go his way and he just you know says hey execute the nearest whoever yeah very right? much like, yeah very much so it's just like I'm mad somebody needs to die that one mm. right that feels like what mm. we're seeing here and it is such when you get it on that deep personal level that's when you realize how evil and vile this whole thing is it goes beyond any form of ineptitude or anything else to a a complete just uh, hatred for mm. humanity I'm you know? and that's crazy the, I guess the only thing that that I have left to look forward to as far as this guy goes is learning how history will judge him I can't wait for 10, 15, 20 years time to read kind of retrospective articles about his presidency and the books that will be written about his presidency and I gotta say just before I said that I thought back to something I fucking tweeted during his election and I'm paraphrasing myself it was along the lines of I hope he gets in because I really want to see what happens some mad shit will go down fucking hell I feel like it was my fault that guy you were that guy I was I was was, god damn it Mark you know I I think I've said well I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before but I often think back wistfully to the fact that I was in Ireland Mm. when he was inaugurated Mm. and all of the people in Ireland as soon as they heard our accents wanting to talk about Donald Trump yeah sure uh, and every single one of those blessed Irish people saying don't worry somebody will kill him soon 
Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. It must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Sorry, exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One <laughs> hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me. Now I'm a life This is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Welcome back, and I'm and I sincerely mean it. Welcome back, uh, back to health, back to the cast, back to the journey. Um, Lovely to be back. It feels like it has been millennia. That yeah. one week off. Jesus, uh, it was just a week off, and, and it was just a week. You, you were missed. Look, I I love Helmsy as much as the next guy, right? Mm, yeah, he's. Good I really guy. do. Um, sincere thanks. I've I've, I've you know messaged him individually to thank him and his brother for helping out last week but yeah. hey you know it's it's a real treat to have you back Corrigan so please <laughs> yeah uh, I do want to yeah personally thank um Jason Helms for stepping in for me I was uh sitting in a in a hospital bed at the time with my a fun lung infection um and I am sort of on the mend now uh but I could not pass up the opportunity that I had planned for all that time to uh, surprise you with Jed Shepard. So <laughs> big thanks to yeah. Jason for just coming in at the last minute and being like, yes, I will do that for you. Love you, Jay. You're the best. Also, Ben, love you so for editing the whole thing. That was just so, so nice. I then was able to just sort of sit and um, and sleep and cough all day which was, which was great uh, mm. but I did I spied on the whole thing I had my you know camera and mic off and just watched it happen which I actually learned was uh, a possibility from watching um, another interview with Jed uh, oh. in which he was explaining how they had made host and nice. he was like yeah so you know Rob just had his um, you know his video and mic off and when the recording comes up you don't see that person I was like oh seriously <laughs> I had no idea. So I, you know, sat there and watched you guys. I mean, I was present. You could see me, but uh, was present and was like literally like my husband came down the stairs and saw me like fist pumping because I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction was Watching so a good. plan coming together. Yeah. It was honestly better to just watch it happen, I think, than, than to have actually like sat there with you because I just got to like see mm, the whole thing happen. Watch well, it was, it was phenomenal and something i won't forget so massive thanks huge thanks yeah. and welcome back again yeah glad to glad to be here i'll try not to hack too much oh yeah I mean, <laughs> as uh, i say it <laughs> listeners i mean you, you know you'll no doubt hear plenty of small gaps in 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 the sound which will be cory muting up while she hacks up another chunk of her own <laughs> fucking pancreas um, <laughs> nonsense it'll be seamless you'll never know because i'm <laughs> such a good editor you really are people have people have commented on this i mean one of the first things people said was that we sound quote unquote pro <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> no honestly one of my favorite things about ben editing it last week was to realize like i have created a style of this mm. podcast and so he recreated what i do like just because he's That's listened impressive. to it i was like ah, oh, that like i was I was very proud of that. He was like, everything mm. he did was like, he just did what I always do with the podcast. I was like, I feel, I feel great about that. I love well, this podcast. So do I. So do I. I love it to bits. And you know, it's, it's not random that I refer to you as our creative director. You know what I mean? You are in, <laughs> in every way you've, you, you know, you, you've got the helm. 
<laughs> and now you've listened to one. I mean, I wasn't on it, but you have heard it. <laughs> yeah. How perfect is that? I did listen to last week's. So I listened to my uh, 15 weeks in, I've listened to my first ever episode of Jack of All Grades. <laughs> So. <laughs> and everyone everyone called it out on Twitter as well. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, Mark, listen to this one. And as I said on Twitter, I'm like, I'm beginning to think it's me. I'm the reason he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think I'll be back. I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, you know. <laughs> I can see why some um, people might like it. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, we uh, do want to invite... All of our dear mm. community of, of friends and Joag journeyers um, to join us because many weeks ago we introduced Mia's concept of uh, Elm Street by Xmas and it is about to be Xmas. Yeah. So it is time for Mia to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And we thought it'd be kind of fun if we all, you know, watched it together. So. Next Saturday, the 19th. Saturday's the 19th, yes, on Discord, wherever the fuck that is. Yeah, we will we'll link to it on um, the show notes for this. We'll link to it on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Uh, we are going to, you know, invite you to our Discord and uh, watch Nightmare on Elm Street together and just chat through it. Just sort of hit play at the same time. That does sound Chat through the, through the movie. Is there any angle whereby... M Street might be a Christmas film. If there is, we're gonna find it. If we yeah, can yeah, make yeah. Elm Street Yule Core, we <laughs> will find, find a fucking way. way. I'll find yes. Way. <laughs> um, that will be. Let's see. We determine that's eight p.m. your time. Eight p.m. Mm -hmm. in eight p.m. British time. British time. Greenwich Mean uh, Time. Right. That. Uh, that will be five p.m. Eastern. That will be four p.m. Central. That'll be, is that right? 3 p.m. Central? Uh, it's 3 that will be noon Pacific. Fucking hell. We have a lot of how time. Do, how do you make that work? <laughs> like, okay, it's 8 p.m. for all of you over there. <laughs> for America, just, I don't know, find like one of those, Google it, what time is 8 p.m. in England, and you'll you'll figure it out. But, yes, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll watch Elm Street and uh, we'll have some tins and, yeah. um, Maybe we'll stay on after and just uh, talk shite yeah. for a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to hang out, it'll be really fun. Good. We'll have a good old time. Uh, and so we will, yeah, we'll link to our, our Discord so that you can join us. And yeah, hopefully it'll be a fun little hang. I love little Discord hangouts. All my, every time I go to a podcast Discord hangout, I have a great time. I make friends. So I think it'll be, it'll be a delight. Literally, my only experience of Discord was that one time you and I tried to watch an episode of Eerie Indiana together on Discord, and it was the fucking worst experience of my entire life. Um, <laughs> it's better. It's better if you just don't try to watch, the, just stream it through Discord, and you just do I the see. hit play mm -hmm. and chat. I think you know, but it was my friend Zed does it with his views from the Vista podcast, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a breeze. His name is Zed. His name is Zed. Yeah, Zedariah. Ah, okay. Cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's got a letter yeah. for a name. <laughs> it's not a letter here, but you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that did not cross my mind. No. Anyways, today uh, we're going to get real uh, dark and heavy. You know. <laughs> you'll I be have, shocked to hear. <laughs> you'll be shocked to hear. I mean, we started, we came in hot. So mm. normally, like, the, the beginning is the lighthearted part mm. of our show. So. 
you know, we are really, yeah. it's it's going to be quite a thing. Listen, I've spent 35 years of my life actively doing everything that I can to avoid thinking about um, the end of humanity. Uh, mm -hmm. So, of course, naturally, that was something you decided we needed to to talk about. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, and today we are going to discuss extinction level events that scare us. And, and I just want to say outright... Um, yeah, extinction has always been a thing that terrified me. Oh, um, really? And when I was, yeah, when I was growing up, like, my stepdad was really into, like, talking about, like, the death of the sun and mm. how in, like, five billion years, like, yep. you know, the sun will die and, like, will vaporize the earth. And, yep. and it bothered me on multiple levels because the first thought was, like, okay, if there are humans here, then, like, what are the, so they just get vaporized. And like I, you know, it's like that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy type thing. It always made me really sad that mm. if they just there goes the Earth and you get your bypass. But the other element of that is the idea of there not being humans here. And so, what happened to the humans? Did they die? Did they evolve into something else? Did they leave? There's no good way of thinking about it. So extinction stresses me out. I okay counterpoint, right? Um, okay, hit me. I, I, I struggle to find meaning in things, right? In anything. I do That's know something... this about you. I do know yes. this about you. Yeah. But the fact that, the fact that, you know, in the face of the immutable knowledge that eventually it all ends, on we fucking go. We persevere, right? We carry on anyway. And I find, I find, I find everything in that fact. The, that's where, after a lot of thought and a lot of time, that's where I get my meaning from now. Everything ends. Mm. So ultimately, as you zoom out and out and out and out, there, you, you cannot find meaning in anything. It isn't there, or at least I can't. Yeah. Um, but I, I find comedy in that, and I find romance and nobility. That, that's all of the good things that I love in humanity are, are, are in that fact that even though, fucking hell, you'll die, your family will die, their family will die, uh, and then eventually everyone will die. Even in that horrific fucking truth, we persevere, man. I fucking that that's that's where I find meaning. <sighs> <laughs> Morning, um, everyone. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on board yet, but there's I I have room to be convinced. But I think you know if we go back to the second episode and talking about the rapture stuff. I explained then that the reason that I, you know, sort of ended up in religion was because of this sort of fear of things like this, of my smallness in the universe, of the idea that everything ends and trying yeah. to find some form of, you know, meaning or way of wrestling with that or prolonging uh, that process, saying somewhere I get life after this or whatever. Um, and so I think my, like, fear of all this is kind of on brand for for that, that mm. um, I don't know that... I don't, I don't know, know that if I... It... <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think that anything that we're going to talk about over the next forty-five minutes is going to help you in any way. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> this is not going to be that episode where suddenly I find no. myself at the same place as you. I also. It's funny when you say that though. The that you struggle to find meaning in things, or and mm. that this gives some form of meaning. Now I'm kind of questioning. I'm like, do I find meaning in things, and does it trouble me? Or and now I'm going to have to like sit with that for a while of. Like, do I, does that matter? Do it, like, does meaning matter to me? Is now that a question percolate. in my head. But, yeah. but anyways, let's talk maybe, about distinction. <laughs> maybe that absence of meaning is in itself 
meaningful. I think it might be. Mm-hmm. I think it might be. I think that may be where I'm at. But so what uh... if what if we kick off then with the news that extinction level events on a on a kind of a historical scale are quite common, right? Sure. Yeah. There have been uh, there have been there have been five already. Five mass extinctions. Yep. Yes. Um, and the gap between us now and the last one, the Cretaceous, the fifth mass extinction, the gap is the biggest it's ever been between the extinction events between us now and the last extinction events. So we're probably due one. Well, except the thing about this is, so, I mean, to jump right in here, uh, mm. have you read the book The Sixth Extinction by Elizabeth Colbert? I know of it, but I have not read it. It's a great book. Highly recommend. Mm. Also, causes a lot of anxieties. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the idea that we're due one, that the, basically the thesis of this kind of, of this book is that this is the, all those other extinctions have been because of some form of natural thing, right? Something happened that caused this and there was nothing that life on earth could really do about it. Mm -hmm. The sixth extinction, which she argues that we are in the midst of, uh, is the first mass extinction event to happen because we caused it ourselves. Yes. That it is all things that yep. we are doing. And we, we yep. have already sort of, I don't want to like harp on climate change specifically because we already spent a lot of time talking about that. Mm. But even things that we don't necessarily think about, um, like she was saying in this book, like there's this one part about frogs right? and that uh, accidentally transporting frogs on ships from one side of the world to another then yep. causes max, mass extinction events of something in another area. Yep. And yep. so just like every single thing that we do, we manage to somehow Fuck move something towards up. our own end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, squirrels is another example. The boys and I are very keen on looking for squirrels when we walk through a particular park That's in town. Gross. You only ever see grey squirrels in the UK anymore because the red ones were bred out and fucking killed by an invading population of uh, grey squirrels which came from another part of the world. True story. Really? Yes, indeed. I did, you know what? Over here, there's only gray squirrels, or I've only ever seen gray squirrels here. The first time I ever saw a red squirrel was in college in Southern California, and I thought it was sick. I was like, mm. it's got jaundice. <laughs> What's wrong with this squirrel? So I didn't know that this was like, this is probably the same thing happened here, I imagine. Mm. <laughs> Competing populations. But I had no no um, clue that that was a thing. Do you, do you play the lottery? Do you buy lottery tickets? No, absolutely not. Okay. I do not um, like gambling, sir. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Stresses me out. <laughs> reason I ask, uh, a o- o- Oxford University, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just down the road from where I currently sit, uh, recently <laughs> oh, calculated boy. that human extinction within the next year is 200 times more likely than you are to win the lottery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, why does it see there's like this defiant part of me now that's like I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket and I'm going to win <laughs> so there take that extinction mm. uh, but that's staggering it's good isn't it that's a staggering uh, statistic huh so yeah hmm. we're we're hastening our own but there's also I mean there's like a lot of things that we have going on that I'm terrified of potentially Mm. killing us um my weird fear 
is the Large Hadron Collider. You hate it, don't you? You hate I hate the Large Hadron Collider, um, which I, you know, I don't totally understand it, which is mm. probably part of the issue here. Um, and just for other people who have no idea what the hell this is, um, the Large Hadron Collider is a particle accelerator, or as live science likes to call it, uh, the world's lar largest atom smasher. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what it does is it smashes atoms together real fast. It's a 17-mile long particle accelerator underground uh, in Switzerland. Um, and it's... It's the most terif terrifying fucking thing to look at, by the way. It is. It looks... It looks like something a supervillain created. Yeah. If you like Google what the Large Hadron Collider looks like, it is absolutely terrifying. Um, and when, like, from the moment this thing was kind of conceived and when it was like about to open, people were worried about the idea mm. that it is going to uh, create a black hole, right? As you're having all these subatomic particles like crashing through these tunnels together, mm. and that it's going to potentially suck up the Earth. Um, Apparently, this is not something we should worry about. Scientists say that even if such a thing were to happen, if a black hole were created by this, it would like be very small and it would like essentially like destroy itself okay. um, and not us. Okay, I guess theoretically, the one of the articles I read about it was like there's actually like much more dangerous particle colliders that are far more likely to create <laughs> these kinds of reactions than the Large Hadron Collider, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, you need to worry a... about the Small Hadron Collider, mate. That one is <laughs> yeah, right. janky as shit. <laughs> the janky as shit Hadron Collider, uh, way more Just dangerous. Four guys in Moldova have knocked this fucking thing up. <laughs> it's, yeah, because there's another <laughs> another thing called a strangelet um, that people were huh? worried about this creating. And so um, this is, uh, let's see, let me get this right. So it says, another idea, the LHC might produce something called a strangelet that could convert our planet into a lump of dead strange matter. Yes. And this is one that um, there's apparently a particle accelerator at the Brookhaven National Laboratory on Long Island uh, that would have been far more likely to have created one of these mm. strangelets or turned us into strangelings or whatever the case may be. So not great comfort, but basically their argument is that, well, if this one didn't do it and it's been operating for eight years, yeah, yeah. the Large Hadron Collider is not going to convert us into strange matter either. Maybe maybe my faith is misplaced, um, <laughs> but I I trust the boffins not to not to unleash any of that strange matter shit on us, man. The who? The boffins. The boffins? White coats, pens in their pockets, clipboards. The boffins. The nerds? Come on, boffins. Yeah, yeah, the nerds. The pro <laughs> propeller heads. Uh, it does, is, has the term boffin not made its way across the pond? I don't no. think we use that one. No. That, I mean, <laughs> listen to the sound of that word. That sounds yeah. extremely English. That's like if it I does. were going to like make up a word I thought you say. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, boffins. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, I could listen to that all day. I might make that like your incoming message alert. You saying the word boffin. <laughs> the LHC doesn't hold any fear for me. Um yeah. A you're, because you're right. Like there's it's I it's just that's mm. real big and I don't understand it. And it's Is that so a holdover dangerous. from the the Jesus phase of your life 
if is it is it not within man's domain to be tinkering with that shit? Is that is that maybe a little bit of Jesus Curry? (laughs) 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 Is it is it because of Jesus Corrigan? Is that what it is? (laughs) Maybe it is. No, I think it's pre that. It's it's the thing that spurred me Mm. to the Jesus phase. It's the you know not quite being able to wrap my head around our control, like being able to control something like that. Mm. Um, And I don't know, this like, this part of me that's like, it just feels like hubris to think that we can just be like, yeah, "Yeah, we're gonna- Icarus, isn't it? Yeah, right? (laughs) Like it's just, yeah, we're flying too close to the sun here. It's, it's, I can't wrap my head, like the whole idea of the God particle and everything, which Mm. I guess, you know, they found with that, the Higgs boson. Yeah, sure. all of that just sounds like stuff that I don't trust us with because we're like, we just, I don't trust humans. It's not that yeah. I don't trust your, what are the, well, you're right, you're right not to. It's, it's just, I just don't trust humans as a thing. You can trust a boffin. Um, <laughs> show me a guy with a, you know, like so some pens. Pocket protector. Yeah, that kind of thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll happily put the hadrons in your hands. So, um, but I'd like to, I'd love to see what the Bible has Take to say about address, fucking please. strangelets, <laughs> strangelets. Uh, um, yeah. No, that's it's my, it's it's the, it's the stuff. It's the stuff that we're sleepwalking towards. I think, which is sure. more likely to kill us. Uh, yeah. And you're quite right in in saying that we're not going to bang on about climate change, right? But the biodiversity issue is huge, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> the speed at which we're fucking killing everything that isn't us and even ourselves so is. Fast so fast the oh, amount man. of things that like other things that are just like going extinct and unremarked upon constantly mm. and mm. this does happen like things naturally do this does happen but the rate at which this yes. is happening yeah is absolutely yep. bonkers um there, there's a there's a kind of a background quote unquote normal rate of uh, extinctions which you can expect to happen in the absence of human endeavor right mm-hmm. um and it, it it comes out at something like one extinction per million years right right without us fucking around with anything species would normally ebb and flow and become extinct at the rate of one roughly uh one every million years right <laughs> this cool. is where it gets good right oh boy <laughs> Uh, since since 1500, 1.2 species of land vertebrate has gone extinct every two years. Cool. Great. Uh, giving us a background extinction rate somewhere between 10 and 10,000 times higher than it would be if we weren't around. And... I, I mean, I know this statistic is absolutely out there because, you know, you're, you're coming. So you said since 1500, right? Yes. So a pre-industrial mm-hmm. uh, statistic here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when you look at things that it's like it's what has happened in the last 30 years to yes. that rate and what has happened in just since the Industrial Revolution, obviously. But yep. just like the past 30 years has really been the like huge uptick Ramped in all of this, up. which is mm-hmm staggering not just because of that rate but because that also coincides with kind of when we figured out this was happening i mean Mm. it's the past 40 50 years that we figured out hey humans are kind of like we're we're doing something and uh 
the climate is changing. (laughs) You know, global warming is a thing that's been since what, like the the 60s or something like that, that we've known Uh that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And that we figured that out and then just ramped it the fuck up. Yes. And <laughs> like, just like we've said, I don't know if it was two, three, four weeks ago, I mentioned that every single target that we've set ourselves mm-hmm. as a species to avoid, you know, us plunging the earth into fiery death, we've missed every single fucking target, yeah. right? Every one. Yeah. Um, the following thoughts aren't particularly well kind of thought out, right? But I'm wondering if the time, big little solutions clearly aren't doing it right. Given the choice, humanity is clearly not going to steer the ship uh, away from the iceberg, so to speak. So is it time to make the solutions a little bit bigger and a little bit less palatable in the short term? If if what's at stake let's be real, is the continued survival of our race, of our fucking species. Right. Yeah. Where we have to take some extremely drastic measures that perhaps curtail some of the freedoms that we have become accustomed to. Yes. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. Much of our Western society. Um, And, well, yeah, I think there's kind of really no way of getting around that. And that we, we are trying to do things that don't require something drastic like that yeah um, yeah and yeah. we're trying we're desperately to do... trying to go can we just carry on yeah, as we're... yeah we maybe we can a little bit yeah maybe we can convince corporations that it's more profitable to yeah. go green yeah. you know maybe we and can convince the, the individual economy... convince the individual that the onus is on us Right. Yep. Exactly. And and that that the economy is improved by creating green jobs and you know making this seem lucrative to mm. power, mm. Um, and then also putting all the responsibility off on us. And I mean, this is why you know most of my comrades on Twitter are sort of like, I mean, it's it's a revolution is kind of what has to happen here in a um, yeah yeah a sense that that power the power structure is is flipped and those that power is taken away forcibly yes. that it is never going to be given up it is has to be taken forcibly and then replaced yes. with state power that uh does the right thing um yes. and prioritizes the masses as opposed to yeah which uh, on paper is which on paper is a dictatorship but I mean, to an extent. I mean, the idea is a you know dictatorship of the proletariat, <laughs> um, but it requires actively suppressing capitalism, yeah. actively yeah. suppressing power uh, in ways that people don't like. You know, and yeah. that's when people talk about like Leninism and things like that. They're often you know very critical of like, well, dissenting voices were you know killed and all this kind of stuff, but. Also, and this sounds terrible, so hey, sorry, but I mean, mm. this is kind of part of this situation is an active suppressing of the people who are in power, making it so that we cannot fix yeah. any of yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. But if, like I say, if the stakes are as fucking high as they are, and they are, mm-hmm. a transitionary period of deep change, and let's be fucking painful, honest about painful it. Painful change. Very painful change. Sometimes in the physical sense, it's mm-hmm. going to hurt, you know, yeah. um, but removing 
choice because choice clearly isn't working. <laughs> Choosing, uh, giving choice, you the choice. Yeah. We if don't, the choice is to remain very comfortable. You know, uh, we yeah, have also an true. illusion of choice. We don't have of course. Yeah. real choice. Yep. <laughs> when it comes down to it. Yep. And yep. so yep. Yep. You're, you're, yes, indeed. I mean, um I read this week in fact the illusion of choice. Fucking hell. All of our prime ministers in the UK, all of them uh bar, you know, uh, bar a few really early on, all of them have come from the same like two or three fucking schools. Fuck off yeah. is that choice. Yeah, you know? that's not We're not choosing anything here. Mm. That's you're being offered up Multiple of the same thing uh, with yeah. slightly different packaging. And that is and all what the is leading us down this road. Yeah. So, you know, the power has to change drastically uh, in order for us to avoid yeah. this and maybe death. Yeah, maybe that means parking democracy, maybe, for a while. Maybe parking until... democracy, maybe just being willing to flip who is actually in charge of that democracy in a mm. very drastic mm. way. Um, and that's that's unpalatable. That's why we kind of very unpalatable. try and, these and... solutions. We try to do anything that will avoid any form of violence or any, you know, suppression is a thing we don't like to think about. Uh, we, mm. especially in America, we subscribe so much to these free market ideals. We uh, subscribe to the idea that democracy works um and mm. that maybe it's just a little broken right now but mm. we can you know if we just kind of like we're, we're gonna get joe biden in there power it's all through be yeah 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 yeah. next you know, guy like, would be better yeah as long as as long as he's friendly about it yeah. then like everything's gonna be okay and we have to sort of realize um that's not true and this needs to be upended perhaps painfully yeah it's power, isn't it? It's power. It's, power. It's, it's it's the need to maintain and hang on to power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is one of the things that, you know, about sort of socialist and communist perspectives is the idea that power is very, very temporary. And that um, instead of having like these these terms that people mm. have where it's like we're kind of stuck with people and then you vote the incumbent back in after their two, four years, whatever the case may be. The idea mm. of like automatically being able to recall someone the second they're not doing what they need to be doing for us, then yes, yes, sorry, yes, yes. you're out of here. You don't get this like bajillion year tenure just because it's the easiest thing. When you stop working mm. for the people, bye. <laughs> and that is the kind of thing that even that sort of structure shifting would make an enormous difference because right now we're just stuck. It ain't working. It ain't, it working. ain't working. It ain't working in the words of Dire Straits. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it ain't working. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, you know, I mean, it's, well, it's largely accepted that that last uh, global fucking extinction event was the work of an asteroid, yes? Is that still right. the yeah. prevailing... I think that's, yeah, the, that's the idea. So, you know, maybe that'll take matters out of our hands for us. This concerns me greatly, definitely, because every now and again, like, that, like wasn't it like six months or so ago when, mm. like, one surprised us where yes. they just didn't see it coming and they were like, yep. fuck, where'd that yep. come from? And it came Absolutely. really close. Yep, NASA <laughs> have got the Near Earth Object Program. 
monitoring the skies for threats. So they're always watching, always watching for threats. And when they pick up a, a potential threat, they crunch the numbers, work out the trajectory, get the boffins involved, right? And work <laughs> out how likely it is to fuck us. Um, but like you said, it was last year. Just a fucking colossal uh, asteroid with massive Earth fucking potential. Just, it was spotted the day before it came between us and the moon, mate. <laughs> I like that. That stresses me out. Where were your yeah. boffins? Yeah, earlier on, I was like, ah, 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 the boffins got it. It's all good. <laughs> Come on, boffins. Where were they? With um, their pocket protectors. <laughs> what was going on? I oh my god, that. And it's and the fact that we do even without that surprise one that you know that mm. um that organization exists. Because we do have encounters with these near Earth objects, you know, frequently enough that we need to be watching out for them and make sure that it's mm -hmm. not something that's going to destroy us. Also, things do hit, things do come through the atmosphere. You see those crazy yes, they do, videos, all the time. people's dash cams caching, catching shit, Russia uh, falling mm. out of the sky. Yeah, it's always Russia. What if it's not Russia? <laughs> what if it's Manhattan? <laughs> you know, like this is. They have a lot of room. We don't. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the size that, that a rock would have to be to fuck us up is between five and ten kilometers wide, right? That's Which anything would be difficult than that. to get through the atmosphere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but you could do some damage. You could. I, uh, there's a... I, I'm, I have an unreasonably good authority that there's a red button uh, in the White House which goes straight to Bruce Willis's fucking mobile phone, mate. It just goes <laughs> straight to Bruce Willis. He rings up he Affleck. He gets up there with his drill. <laughs> Except we're laughing. Um, uh, my the, my last word on asteroids, 1992, right? Let me cast your mind back to 1992 and we okay. observed a giant asteroid colliding with Jupiter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to see this as it happened um, and had... It had that hit us, it would have been game Lights over. It would have, yeah, similar to the one that ended the dinosaurs. And Is that was the Jupiter. atmosphere of Jupiter similar to ours? Any boffins want to weigh in on that? Feel free. <laughs> yeah, I if anyone knows know. if that would be even have if that would even have been possible. There was a split today. second there where I thought, try and wing this one, Mark. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that that you didn't just BS at I'm me. I'm not about gonna. It. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you about the atmosphere of Jupiter. It's uh, no, no idea, no fucking what, clue. That's not your area of expertise. No, it isn't. Disappointed. It isn't. Um, I thought you were a I... nerd. Difference between a nerd and a boffin. Those are two very different disciplines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the asteroid coming at us. That's definitely a, mm. a thing. If I think but... too much about it, I get a little stressed out about. On a cosmic scale, Jupiter is close as fuck. Well, yes. Yeah, it's over there. We can see it, for fuck's sake. We can just right. peer through our telescopes and see it. So yeah. that fact, plus the fact that that cheeky little bugger slipped by the <laughs> the quote-unquote near-Earth defense boffins, pricks. What are they doing? Goofing off, no doubt. <laughs> they were, you know, I've seen Independence Day. They're standing there playing golf, you know, That's mini golf in the, yep. in the office. Um, yeah, so look, it, it feels like one of those things that it could happen at any point, which is great. I love ah, it. The only thing that is like that makes me feel a little bit better about that is the mm. not knowing. Like it would just mm. happen, and I wouldn't have to know. I'd just be dead. 
would there not be a kind of a, a period of time where you could see the fucking thing hanging in the sky just slowly getting I bigger? Would that not yeah, happen? coming at you. That's it's like if you know, yeah, if everyone was like, "Oh my god, let's go outside and look at this," and then you just like watched it happen, that would suck. Uh... I don't want to watch it. It's the same reason like I don't like the idea of like plane crashes. I'm like, you just have to like sit there and be like, "Well, this is happening." Mm. Like I don't, I don't like the idea of having to just wait it out as you know you're gonna die. Yeah. Oh man, inevitability on a on a on a totally different scale. But that I, that's the same kind of existential conundrum that I love so much about the, the decapitation question. Right. It's having yeah. that that s- split second. Yeah. Where all you can do is just bask in it. Yeah. Just be like, whoop, there I go. Hey. Oh that. Oh, this is it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that only over an hour. Yeah, only over however long it takes just watching it happen. Mm. I uh, I just I just want to die quick. Well, um <laughs> nuclear war? Honestly, sometimes like here's the thing. Mm. If I'm going to like if a nuclear war is going to happen, I want to mm-hmm. be fucking ground zero. I want to just pfft, yeah, I don't want yeah, radiation. Same. I don't want my skin peeling off. I don't want to like yeah. grow eyes threads. in weird. I don't want to be a, a beauty. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just. I don't want to be a fucking Cronenberg uh, shambling <laughs> yeah. about the place. I don't want to be something out of Judge Dredd. I just want to, uh, you know, have it I land on me, die. on my fu- uh, catch it, headbutt the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> you think of nuclear war and the first things that come to mind, you know, mutually assured destruction, huge yep. superpowers, wanging bombs at one another across yep. oceans. But that's not the only scenario that could fuck us up, right? Some tin pot with uh, comparatively low yield nuclear weapons could cause colossal global damage. Um, yep. Rutgers <laughs> University uh, did a, a kind hey, of that's a... Here. a, a hey, yo. There you go. Recently That's did where a, my grandpa kind of a... went. Is that right? Yeah, I've got a Rutgers like thing on my wall right behind me. Go Rutgers. What's the local sports team? <sighs> Fuck if I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, um, Grandpa. <laughs> but those got the Rutgers boffins. They yep. uh, did a kind of a, a simulation, a kind of a, um, a thought experiment of a potential conflict between uh, what might happen if India and Pakistan went at it mm, in, okay. a, in a nuclear kind of theatre, sure. right? All right, so we're and neighbours, you... it's smaller scale. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> um, a guesstimate put their, um, their combined nuclear arsenal at about 15 kilotons, but even that, right, a quote-unquote local nuclear conflict, you're talking 5 million tonnes of carbon in the atmosphere, which would mm. stay there. Mm-hmm, so there's yep. your nuclear winter, global famine, Millions dead in the initial conflict. Of course, yep. Uh, and then, like I say, nuclear winter, no um, uh, no crops, weather systems are fucked, the environment is fucked. So it, it doesn't need to be, you know, Cuban Right, it doesn't crisis, have to fucking, be, yeah, everybody no. destroyed at once. It's no. any, it's like volcanoes. Like yes. volcanoes too. A big volcano eruption puts so much shit into the air yeah, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. if the wrong yeah. volcano erupts, then like that is a big problem for all of us. Did did the Icelandic volcano eruption of maybe five? Well, no, more than yeah, that, 10, the one with 11, the crazy name. Ago? Yes. Yeah. That, I'm not going to bother, but that nope. grounded flights. Did it? Did it ground flights for you as well? So yeah. oh, globally yeah. grounded all air fucking travel. Yeah. One volcano. One volcano, and it would like. Uh, when I was in New Zealand, 
Um, obviously, volcanoes are a thing of interest to them, and this is one of the reasons why, as much as in my heart I'd like to move mm. to New Zealand, I'm also terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like in their like museums a lot of stuff about volcanoes, including this one horrifying one where you go into this little house. And yeah. uh, you're like you're watching a news broadcast on your TV, and there's like a window behind it, and then it's like they're broadcasting uh, one of the like major volcanoes erupting, and oh, then wow. it shows like you're sitting in this room and you're just watching it come mm. at you until it's like and the like whole thing shakes and like everything goes black, and I was like, this mm. is kids come in here. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Um, there's a similar exhibit in the Science Museum in London where they have like an earthquake simulator and you go to a shop, they've got like set up a mock but shop store or whatever. earthquakes are nothing. Like, mm. I mean, as long as like your building is retrofitted or whatever, like you're fine in an earthquake. Mm-hmm. That's not a, and your gas line doesn't explode, mm. which was a big fear of mine growing up uh, because I remember the 1989 earthquake and seeing things on fire and I was like, whoa, earthquakes mm. cause fire? No, thank you. But I've been in a million earthquakes. They're fine. Volcanoes are terrifying. But also, one of the things that they point out is like it puts so much of like so many things into the air that are just like all the stuff that we're worried about with climate change. Mm. It's that just out of nowhere. Nothing to do with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a, a very particular. And I apologize because I know that you're, you're currently suffering from a breathing disorder and this ain't going to help. There's a very particular um, bronchial disorder which comes from breathing in uh, volcano shit. Um, mm. And it's called siliconeumoconiosis, <coughs> I believe. That actually does sound ve- vaguely familiar. There you go. Bring in volcano shit. It will ruin your lungs. Yeah. I have you might seen... Be. I will say it was very cool... Um, a couple of years ago when, I mean, it wasn't cool for people who lived over on that side of the island and whose houses mm. were destroyed, but mm. um, I was on the big island for Christmas as we go every two years usually. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the um, Kilauea, I think was, or I think it was Kilauea, maybe Mana, I think it was Kilauea was erupting. Um, and uh, you could see, I mean, this was a bonkers eruption and it caused, they call it VOG, so it's like volcanic fog and this is exactly the stuff that causes what you're talking about and so like you kind of had to like find places on the island but it would be floating like like to maui it was all over the place um you could just just fog everywhere sulfuric fog um and but if you were driving up mauna kea you could see it like in the darkness you could look over and you could literally see the all the lava like spurting out of the top of the volcano and it was the coolest thing i have Mm. ever seen i was like that could kill us but it looks so cool to be able to look over there and just Mm. see balls Um, there's lots of really kind of footage on youtube of people in volcano suits yeah yeah crazy motherfuckers (laughs) in volcano suits at the at the the rim of a volcano and it it just makes your ass clench yeah can't take Crazy it. As I fuck. can't. No. And like you'll see people even just like regular because there's often, and I've been out to places like this, but usually you have to like you have to know somebody to take you out there who lives there and stuff like that. But mm. there are places where there are like cracks, um, 
in the like lava rock and you can see that there's like there's lava flowing underneath it um and so like there are these places where you can look and like at night you can just sort of see like the orange glow or whatever but you can get up and like if you know someone or whatever you're taking on a tour you can actually go up and like walk over this and your feet get hot because it's not that far yeah it's not that far below you and you'll see videos and stuff of people like going up and like poking it with a stick and stuff and i'm like i don't want that I read during that eruption a couple years ago about someone who was like trying to like hose down their house and all that kind of stuff. And a Mm. ball of like lava came over and straight took their like leg off. Like it splashes. You don't want to be near something that splashes lava. Just no thank you. Liquid rock for fuck's sake. It's amazing. No thanks. I will pass on that. It, freaks me out <laughs> it's i've been multiple places in my life where volcanoes were a bit of a threat and i don't mm. i don't like it uh but i mean i thought that i would never adjust to earthquakes either when i was a kid and then mm. i moved to california and earthquakes were nothing mm. so you know humans adjust yes yes indeed <laughs> life we adjust uh, and to our detriment a fucking way mate yeah true true i've been in an earthquake it was interesting um Oh really? Have you ever told you? Yeah, when I was in in the Philippines, it was it was Ooh. quite low, low intensity earthquake, but an earthquake no nonetheless, and and it was quite frightening. <laughs> I think like if you're not used to them, I've never, I don't think I've ever been like in, I've never been scared by one per se, mm. but I have definitely been made sick by mm. an earthquake. Um, like there was one on Easter, like probably nine or ten years ago, and I was like getting everything ready. And mm. I was putting something on the table, and I was like, oh. "Yeah." And I yeah. turned and I was like, um, "Keo, is there?" And I looked, and we had like this lamp in our entryway, and it was just, <laughs> and it was a roller. So there's like shakers and rollers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a roller, and it lasted a long time. And it was like a, like a six magnitude, which is a fairly large one. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it was just this long rolling thing and it was like i legit was like gonna go puke and then <laughs> i can go back yeah, to preparing I, Easter that lunch. i can definitely relate to um uh, yes it was on an island of the philippines it was me and a couple of other brits uh in a room with the filipino staff that we were working with and they noticed like a good 10 15 <laughs> seconds before us <laughs> and that's the worst if you have time to notice yeah. then you're like oh yeah. this sucks Really we saw the, them kind of exchange eye contact and go, yeah, should we leave? And they're like, what's, what's the problem? What's going on? And then, whoa, hey, okay. <laughs> Time to go. So uncomfortable. Good. But earthquakes, memory, I'm not though. worried those are going to those are gonna uh, okay. cause so, a form of uh, extinction. So, so far, biodiversity, uh, strangelets, yeah. asteroid strike, nuclear war, which of those are you most concerned about? Which of those... Mm, good question. If you had to pick, if you had to, let's say you had to rank them, which one would freak? Which one do you think is going to be is going to is going to be the one? That's a that's a good question. <laughs> I feel like on a like because you know obviously like my realist level, I'm like it's climate change, it's climate change. That's the thing. This yeah, of course. But <laughs> if we're talking about like what is probably like the what will star in my nightmares tonight, mm. I would say. I don't know. It's a tie now. Thank you. Uh, between nuclear war and <laughs> asteroids. <laughs> yeah, good. Because <laughs> it really is. I don't 
this is always my thing with everything is I don't want to survive stuff like in the zombie movies and stuff like that. I'm like, I mm. just like, how do I die first and the least painfully? Or mm. like if there is some sort of nuclear thing, like how do I die? How do I be right in the middle of it and not have to live through it? You know, I don't want to live through like the the death throes of humanity. Yeah, same. I, yeah, I completely agree. I would rather catch the fucker in the face and go yep. first. Have you seen a, a British animated film called When the Wind Blows? I don't think so. Okay, it's as affecting an anti-nuclear parable as Threads. Um, oh, it's by a, a British animator by the name of Raymond Briggs. It's got a David Bowie soundtrack. Ooh, and okay. it follows the story of two, just a, an adorable old couple. Mm. Um, just a, old man and his wife uh, doing their best to stay alive and to follow the advice they see on the TV and to cheer over exactly what has happened in the aftermath of a nuclear attack. And it fucking, it is devastatingly effective. Already my heart hurts a little bit just thinking about that. It is. It's it's a good kind of, it's got to be 30 years old, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, See, I'm not those old people. I'm the old people on the Titanic who are just like, let's just go to sleep and like... (laughs) Cuddle, spooning. Yeah, let's just spoon it out and die this way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's that's my way. If you're ever feeling, (laughs) you know, in in too good a mood, if you've got a spring in your step and you're sick of it, watch When the Wind Blows and go back down to earth with a fucking thump. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. What else? Uh, There's AI, I guess. Oh, yeah. We've... we've, uh, We've talked about how that can lead to nothing good. AI, deepfakes, anything. Yeah, Skynet, whatever. I mean, everyone, you know, you always hear, you know, people urging caution when it comes to AI, right? Yeah. Um, but again, much like the Hadrons, I kind of, maybe it's misplaced, but I trust those developing it to leave a fucking oh. button that we can press to no, switch see, it off. that. Not even no? slightly. Not Should even I not? slightly. The Hadrons, okay. I, I'm with you. Not the AI. I don't. I think because that is so much more accessible to develop than mm. something like the Large Hadron Collider, because it's like such specific knowledge. It is so. You have like the best physicists. Phys, physicists. Go on. You in the this. world. <laughs> yeah. Boffins. The best physicists in the world. The best boffins in the world. Uh, you know, with and like $8 billion technology uh, with, you know, all of this kind of stuff that is such specialized, you need all this technology, yada, yada. AI, Mm. the development of it, I don't, I think is too accessible and too in demand. Nobody who is not just like trying to, like, unless you have a super villain, Nobody who is not a scientist trying to understand the nature of the universe wants mm. a large hadron collider. Mm. Every corporation could stand behind the idea of being the one that develops AI uh, mm. and paying people to create something like that. I feel like it is too much potentially in the hands of capitalism and too accessible for that to be something I just trust is not going to be terrible. Maybe yeah, I I you put it like that. Maybe my faith <laughs> is misplaced. I don't know. It, it I just I I I would love to be able to believe that something with the potential to make a choice, to create something with the potential to make a choice that would inversely affect us as its creator. I I I, I don't know. I 
I would cross my fingers that somebody would build an out to that. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope. I just don't know. And again, <sighs> it's that like same, that same thinking, the hubris, right, of being like, we may think that we have created the off button, that we have done what I had, but once you have created something with choice and that is mm. infinitely smarter than you are, I mean, <laughs> it just feels like that's a big variable to say that, yeah, no, it's fine. We're going to be able to figure out how to just that's knock it off. That, even that We're going to winter concept. soldier it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You create something that is smarter than you are and yeah. that can out-fucking-think you. Isn't that amazing? It seems like a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> like computers are smarter than us on various levels mm. but they still can't choose for themselves is uh, that the singularity is that what's often called the singularity the moment that you create something with its own i guess capacity to determine yeah i don't know it, maybe whatever mm. it is i don't like it <laughs> um i'm uncomfortable with it now, I know less about AI than you know about fucking hadrons, right? I know jack shit about AI and about quantum computing, whatever the fuck that is, right? I have no clue right. what it is. But what I do know about quantum computing <clears throat> is that um, the, the, uh, the only remotely workable quantum computer um, looks like the fucking TARDIS. Um, yeah, it, it really does. You look at it and it's this huge kind of cylindrical, it looks like the time rotor at the center of the TARDIS console. Maybe that's why I intrinsically trust it, because it looks like something I, I <laughs> deeply love on the telly. But, you know, to, to anyone listening, if, if, if there's something that you think has the potential to fucking creep up on us and wipe mm. us the fuck out, I'd love to... Uh, Corey, not so much, but I'd love to know about it. I'd love something to add, you know, to my internal Rolodex of concerns. Yeah, I'm going to make Mark check the Twitter all week so I don't have to add anything to my... <laughs> yeah. I'm on shift this week, folks. <laughs> It's Mark through and through because <laughs> I cannot handle it. Now, it's <laughs> this is what we do here is largely face things that disturb me more than you. Uh, so. I, yeah, I, like I said earlier on, I in the face of our certain demise, and it is certain, right? The only thing, the only thing that's up for debate is yes, what Mark. and when. It is. Look, <laughs> look and I and I'm, I'm please don't think I'm trying to. I'm not trying to make you antsy or fucking bring on a coughing fit i'm really not uh, but for me the only question is what and when that's the only question yeah and i just listen whatever we're not in control of it i mean maybe nope. we're, well no we are in control of some of these that's that's the problem is that we're mm. totally in control of some of this stuff uh, maybe the problem is that we are in control i mean like we said earlier on i think i think the solution that we need to be thinking of is less control take control away from us please because yeah. we, we aren't we aren't doing it we, we aren't fixing be trusted it. with it uh but nope. you know <laughs> with all of it i like honestly it's just that i don't i don't want to live through crisis i don't want to live through i mean and we live we're living through crisis and it sucks yeah, but it's a comfortable is, kind of crisis isn't it we can still at least we can insulate ourselves. Like yes, yes, yes. Middle class people who don't have yeah. to worry about shit. We can insulate <laughs> ourselves from it and watch it on a fucking screen and pretend mm -hmm. it's somewhere else and happening to somebody else. Yeah. That may, is is that close to the root of the problem, perhaps that that we are so fucking comfortable and so soft. 
Right. That we I can... mean, and that's why I think people find so much comfort in non-solutions because it's easier mm. to go, I, as long as I don't feel it, this isn't happening to me. Mm. So like I said, with like our American government system, like putting someone else in power who, you know, isn't going to help us at all, but is like really like kindly and reminds us of our grandpa, like then we can comfortably sit here and pretend it's not happening to us while people are suffering everywhere for this, whether in our country or globally based on what is going on with our government, because we have a lot of influence in that way. We affect the way uh, people live worldwide. Um, but yeah. also here we have so many problems. And I think, you know, that distance it, it, for people like us who are, it's like a, you know, there's like a hierarchy of the power. We're not the powerful people, but mm. we are the people who help to maintain power. We're propping mm. it up because mm. we are in a position of comfort. Uh, and mm. in our comfort, we don't have to do anything that would uh, shake up this in any meaningful way if middle class no, people I mean, were suddenly part of the revolution then maybe something would happen but once I'm again and not for the first time you've put your finger on 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 the you've summed it up beautifully if we don't feel it then you know we can tell ourselves it isn't happening yeah we got to do better than that we really got to do better than that yeah and if we can't which we can't then we need to not have the choice anymore. That's I, I, The more I think of that, the more I believe <laughs> that it's true. Um, given the choice, we will just retreat and maintain the status quo as much as we can. And we've proved that. It, that isn't that isn't just a fucking harebrained bullshit theory. I'm, I'm pulling mm. out of my bum. You know what I mean? It's 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 the way it is. It's it's time to remove choice. <laughs> I did say, I did qualify this as saying that none of these opinions are particularly well thought out. Yeah. This is off the cuff. Um, <laughs> as is everything kind of, we say Yeah, here. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the time afterwards, I'm like, well, I don't know if I meant that, but yeah. I'll stand by it for now. I meant it at the time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. But one thing I, I, I enjoy being is wrong, right? I, I quite enjoy being wrong and I quite enjoy admitting to being wrong. And I quite enjoy, you know, if you can admit you're wrong, then that means you're open to developing doesn't it it means yes. you're open to kind of you know having better ideas um mm-hmm. so if there if, if 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 i'm if i am wrong here and if there is a way of humanity collectively deciding uh, in the face of all the evidence thus far which suggests that we aren't and we won't then yeah come at me yeah and what the fuck is the atmosphere like on jupiter what the fuck is the atmosphere <laughs> please what the fuck's me. going on up on jupiter <laughs> I've got a visit from Albuterol here. So. Hey, fu- you fucking been up there. It's fucking wackadoo. <laughs> oh, man. Albuterol, is that his name? <laughs> I think it is now. <laughs> hey, Al. Say hello to your fucking grandma for me. <laughs> let's let's leave leave that depressing thing in the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. mirror, I think. Um, and let's talk about... Real quick, our wreck for the week. Yeah, because it's always movies. Yeah, there, it's movies. You know, you know, if we uh, need to numb ourselves and make sure that we are insulated from having to feel anything about what's happening right now. Always the movies. moving pictures. Always yep, the we pictures. We got the cinema. 
Yeah. Um, we saw Freaky this week, yes? Yes, Freaky. That was a delightful a great deal. little watch. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> it was. Um, it went harder I, um, than expected. Yeah, it did. Uh, disclaimer, I am predisposed to go easy on anything with Vince Vaughn in because I fucking <laughs> love the guy. I love Vince Vaughn. He's amazing. He's eight foot tall. Yeah. Uh, God, that's he's a big a dude. Fucking colossal plinth of a man. <laughs> um, he's made some, uh, you, you know, his, his, what an interesting career. Uh, that's true. Swingers, I will forever have a soft spot for Swingers. What a fantastic fucking film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, Dodgeball, which I know is your favorite comedy. It is indeed. Yes, I can watch it anytime, any place, any day. Yeah. Um, then obviously, he or his agent or his fucking accountant decide, Vince, Vince, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I <laughs> like everyone money, at home can't see the like the. Uh, is this a cigar? Is that what? No, it, <laughs> or is that like an Italian hand? I don't know what. This no, it's is. like a it's like a hand rolled kind of. Oh, it's like mm, a Vince. okay, it's cigarette. You're fucking killing me, buddy. I gotta make some fucking money. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he pivoted to rom coms and fucking Christmas films, and that's fine. But he's also now come back and started to make some really fucking interesting choices, like Brawling Cell Block, whatever number it was. Great fucking film. Mm, okay. uh, freaky, fascinating. In that you cast Vince Vaughn in your film, he doesn't fucking speak for the first what twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. not Good long a while. word out of yeah. the lad from the man who is known for I just rambling. That's his. Yeah, shit. really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talking, seeing what comes out of, of his mouth. Yep. Um, yeah. he absolutely committed to the character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in some very uh, in ways that pay <laughs> off. In some, in, yeah. <laughs> one bit in particular I was like, ah, they're not going to do that they're not going to yeah. do that they're not going to oh yeah. oh no they're actually okay alright freaky you. commits you know and it's almost it's I love Vince Vaughn I told you he's one of my early crushes he's also kind of a douchebag libertarian so oh, my ex- really? Oh, yeah really so my expectations of him are not super <sighs> high in a lot of ways but him doing this movie and committing to which <laughs> is in so many ways like kind of the kind of movie that he in many ways rails against or like the PC Mm. culture that he tends to kind of rail against. Mm. Um, Part of that kind of, I don't know, listen, I'm from Massachusetts. uh, And one of the things about Massachusetts is that uh, it's a very liberal area, but also full of very rough around the edges people. Uh, And... I feel like one of the things I always say about them is that I'm like, they're probably very offensive on the surface and they say terrible things and they are on PC <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But then when it comes down to it, they're on the right side of things. I don't know that that's true of Vince Vaughn, but I do feel like making something like this at least gives me that like little bit of like, ah, at yep. least he can shut yep. it off. You know, yep. he can put it away and make this kind of like interesting queer feminist and it is as film. you said it passes the bachelor test within the first kind of 15 minutes yeah lovely quickly, job great job right yep. away um and it's just it's a lot of fun and there's some bananas gore yeah yeah it. i yeah i i went in expecting something maybe happy death day kind yeah. of where they kind of cut gore. away maybe you'll see a splatter yeah, reaction shots mm-hmm. yes but nope fuck off prosthetics 
decapitations, piercings, gouges, the lot, man. Really, really fucking Everything. full on yeah. red, wet, gore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend it. And also, it really has to be intentional how fucking 80s the <laughs> yeah. vibe is. It um, is, yeah. The, the, you know, the leading lady like could have walked. Vibe. Yeah. Um, I thought something very Elm Street 4 about her. <laughs> um, she yeah. could have walked out of any kind of late stage franchise sequel. Right. Um, and, and been right at home. It has to be. In, uh, I'm sure that was an intentional. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's really worthwhile. I mean, it's one of those ones that, you know, you may have to cover your eyes or whatever, but it's, it's very middle column. It's very, you know, Mm. you're gonna, you can watch this with a group of friends. I think just about anyone would find something they could like um, about this movie. It's funny. Mm. It's got, it's got some good heart in it. It's uh, got some surprising kills. It's just really, it's a well-rounded Fun horror movie. Yes. Yes. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two enthusiastic thumbs up. In the words of Joe Meyer in Clueless. Uh, okay. I don't know why I'm quoting random things today, but it just feels Why not? Why necessary. wouldn't you? Uh, it was my birthday a couple of days ago, so I did treat myself to a rewatch of Hereditary. One of the things I love to do on a birthday is to watch a, a, a classic. Nice. Um, and just to really just blanket myself in it, you know, just dive mm-hmm. into it. Uh, so yeah, I did nice that feel-good birthday film. Oh my god! I, you know, the it's still still maybe fourth, third, fourth time I've seen it still manages to fucking drain the life out of you, man. <laughs> A film absolutely <laughs> sodden with blame and grief and fucking oh god, it's a horrible, beautiful time. Hereditary. It it. It doesn't put a foot wrong. I fucking love that movie unreservedly. I love it. I love that you love it. Mm. And, I, and I know, and I know, I know, I know. We we will never be singing from the same hymn sheet on that one. But hey, like my granddad told me, it would be a boring world if we all like the same stuff. <laughs> I've been trying to remind myself of that as your brother keeps dissing Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that's interesting. Yeah, he, he's he's done a little bit of a about turn on that one. Uh, oh, didn't you say you guys like went on like a adventure to go see it? We did, man. We were on a pilgrimage to see it in three D one time. Um, yeah. I think, uh... yeah, it's. Uh, I think he would say that it's style over substance. That it's the the aesthetic is he the star. He said that of even the Christmas. songs aren't good, and it mm, just. Well, Alan, you're breaking my heart. You're yeah, tearing me apart, Alan. Uh, <laughs> it's very good. No, it wasn't. It's another quote. Oh, That's going to be nice. another quote. <laughs> oh, that was that was room, wasn't it? That was the room. Yeah, but yes, I can I can do a more spot on one on that. You have to, you know, save uh, that. Don't make it a ringtone yet. Me. Don't make it a ringtone yet. Uh, <laughs> Boffin. <laughs> hey, reminder: hey. if you guys want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street with us, yeah, nineteenth. That's a one week. That's less than a week's time. That's this coming Saturday, right? Jump on fucking Discord. Yeah. By at which point I'll have learned what that is and how to use it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's watch fun. an absolute fucking banging classic of a movie and talk shite and get in the Christmas spirit. Yes, and then next week on Sunday we will record an ep uh, with Mia to see 
how this has gone, and I'm very excited to yeah. um, hear an update on yeah. on her horror journey. So it should be assuming she's not busy. Good. I've not asked her to do that bit yet. Barnes oh, going to be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, Mark! Ladies. God damn it, Mark! Hey, why uh, did I tell you? This <laughs> just a standard me yelling, Mark. <laughs> There's a supercut there, I'm sure. Fucking Mark, hell, Mark. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did I do it again? <laughs> All right. So until next week, Saturday, hopefully, and if not, next week, Sunday, it has been wonderful being with you once again, our dear friends, and uh, hopefully you'll come back to us. Armageddon notwithstanding. <laughs> 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 Bye, everyone. <laughs>